start things off, uh, Ellen, at a high level, walk us through the article. Uh, what did you want to show people or what case did you really want to make? I was focusing on using community voices and people with lived expertise in the decision-making process. That's a big thing that Dash is working towards. Um, but I wanted to focus on you know, the downfalls and where that's kind of gone wrong in the past. Um, communities have been kind of used and in the past for their information and their time and energy, and then not really given anything of value in return. Or researchers come into communities, extract data, and leave. Um, so I kind of wanted to shine a light on that. And then on the flip side, wanted to look at some of the lab grantees that are working to you know, change that behavior um, and, and really value community voices through a number of approaches. The two I named in the article were communication and compensation. Um, yeah. And to that point, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the like extraction uh, res uh, research met methodology. What do you think the communities need to have a two-way value exchange instead of it being like a one-way thing? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to make it valuable for both the community and um, the researchers or the organization. I know one is just including communities from the beginning. You know, research can have a better scope and a better outcome if communities are kind of guiding or directing where the research is going. Um, and same with when it comes to solutions for community issues, you know, no one knows the community problems better than the people who are living in it. So giving them a voice is really helpful in finding solutions that are sustainable and, and actually helpful to the community. To that point, like, why did you pick this topic specifically? Like, what drew you to it? Yeah, yeah. I think the first thing that drew me to it was the lab grantee calls where we were kind of seeing what they were trying to do to solve this problem. Um, I mentioned one lab grantee in Atlanta working with the homeless community there. We talked to them about the struggles of compensation and appropriate compensation for sharing, you know, the community's lived expertise and, and their time and energy to to help the organization. So I think seeing people grapple with the issue firsthand kind of inspired me to look a little bit deeper into the problem. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting too. Like one thing, when I read that part, one thing I thought of was why not offer somebody like a, a job if you're talking about compensation? Yeah, I, I think that's a good point, but I think that, that that can be difficult. You know, there's a lot of different moving parts and some organizations might not be qualified to do that. Um, and, and that's kind of the root of the problem of compensation is that it's, it sounds easy, but when you go to actually do it in an appropriate way, it can be difficult. To that point, you know, you've talked about the grantees, like your mindset going into it, what you wanted the piece to, what case you wanted to make with the piece. In addition to that, like what are some new things that you learned while writing the article? Yeah, I think I learned a lot more about the extractive history 
Um, I've spent a lot of time in international nonprofits, and that's definitely apparent, but it was my first time working with kind of these issues on the domestic side. And yeah, it, it was interesting to hear the grantees talk about, you know, solutions. I think I've only ever heard about, oh, this is a bad process, and but I've never really learned about the solutions to that. So that was something that I, I got to learn through the process. Like, why do you think community voice matters? Why do you think it's important, especially now? Yeah, I think one really big part now is that so many of our communities have this lack of trust with the government or just larger organizations that come into their communities. Um, and that leads to people in the communities not wanting to participate in services or programs that could be helpful. So building back that trust in communities, I think, is really important for people's well-being. And then also just that, you know, a lot of our communities that have been historically marginalized are still struggling with health equity and, and different disparities that they've been grappling with for a long time and including communities, ideas and lived expertise and, and voices, like we were saying earlier, can create sustainable solutions and, and actually make a difference for people. So out of all the grantees that you looked at, which one impressed you the, mo- the most? That's tough because they're all very different. Um, I think I had a little bit of like a personal attachment to Archie in Atlanta because that's where I'm going to grad school. So I like, you know, just hearing about work being done in Atlanta. And another one I always enjoyed listening to was CT Data in Connecticut. They work with youth and empower youth to research, you know, behavioral indicators within Hartford, Connecticut. And I really liked listening to the way they were engaging youth. And, and it just sounded like a really great program. Okay, sweet. Lastly, uh, is there anything else that you would like to add? I don't think so. I think that's it. 